made. This is a day that anything is possible because we serve a God who will take the impossible and make it possible every single time. One Psalm 118.24, this is the day. This is the day. Amen. Well, we are prayerful this morning for all the kiddos that are heading to school and over all the churches that are going to meet soon uh, tomorrow night for Bible study and coming together. we got so many things going on. Uh, but Josh, you want to open us up in prayer this yeah, morning? because I actually got a prayer from a teacher this morning. And yeah. said they're going to have a uh, meeting with something this morning, so they just asked me if I didn't care to pray over that. So sure. I thought I'd pray over that, the yeah. kids and everybody this I morning. I think that'd be awesome. Go All for right, it. so let's pray. Lord, we just come to you right now. We just thank you, mm-hmm. Lord, for another wonderful day that you've given us, Lord God. I just um, never want to uh, forget to thank you, Lord Jesus, for the breath in our bodies, Lord God, that we're able to thank do you, what we Jesus. do. Lord, I thank you for Brother Aaron and Sister Hannah and the opportunity that we have, Lord God, to come on the radio each and every day, Lord Jesus, to um, to bring you glory and to edify the body of Christ mm-hmm. and build each other up. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for our listeners, and we thank you, Lord God, for all those that are engaged thank with you, us, Lord Jesus. God, and even as I just got a prayer request, Lord God, about a teacher, Lord God, that's having a meeting, Lord, we pray right now, Lord God, for this meeting, Lord God, to go according to Lord God, the way that it should go, Lord. Lord, I exalt you, and I just thank you, Lord God, that I'm going to uh, receive great testimony, Lord God, of how, Lord Jesus, you worked in this situation. Lord, we pray for all the children. We pray for all the bus drivers and all the staff, mm-hmm. Lord God, and as they travel to and from school, Lord God, help us to uh, help us to remember, Lord God, these children, Lord God, not, not only just this morning, but even throughout the day, Lord God, that we remember our kids, our grandkids, and our cousins, or whoever it may be. We thank you, Lord God, for doing what you're doing in the in this area right now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Well. Welcome in to Mornings with Box 2 Radio. You can always listen live to the Box 2 Radio Network by listening live on 91.5 in the Litchfield-Hardensburg area. You can listen via 98.3 in the Owensboro area. And we have several listeners that actually have reached out from that area lately. Awesome. So it's awesome to hear from you yep. guys over there. And then 91.1, Highsville, Glasgow. Or you can download our radio listening app. That's the Box 2 app. Go to Tidely Church app. Download that church that app. And then as soon as that app is downloaded, it'll give you the opportunity to search and then just t- search Box 2 Network. Then you will push that. And then once you press change, you don't have to do it again. It'll stay as the Box 2 Radio Network app. And then you can also listen live on our website, box2radio.com. To engage or interact with the broadcast, you can text me at 270 or 270 230 Again, your Bible question, engagement, um, opinion, anything like that, you can get that in there by texting me at 270-230-6337. Also this week, Grayson County Fair is going on, so if you go out there. Um, hey, I, uh, Brother Jason, if he's listening right now, he would be so thrilled that Grayson County Fair made the announcements here on Box 2 Radio. Hey, um, <laughs> we're going going right into the enemy's camp and take back everything he stole from me. All right, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. Growing up. Hey, uh, you probably didn't hear me and Aaron talking about it earlier, but I remember as a kid uh, in high school, Brother Jason, he would always um, be one of our teachers. He taught physics and just some other things to us. And uh, well, anyway, I remember the fair week. 
we was all excited going to the fair going to the fair and he would always be like oh y'all going to that devil's playground i kill <laughs> so it's just something that over the years that we've kind of joked, joked about. about and laughed about what's stuff, funny so. is literally last night ethan mentioned or asked me if i wanted to go to the fair and i said well if we go, we're going to have to bring some anointing oil and start praying over people. <laughs> I said, are, are you prepared for this? And he was like, you know, I mean, I really don't have a desire to go. <laughs> I hear you. There you go. That desire was over. But no, I know that. Uh, but we always did. Some we always did. Always wanted to go. So yeah. We did. So. Yeah. We, uh, my kiddos like to go and yeah. play and have fun. And That's right. I like the food. Uh, I just yeah. go for the food. That's all I go for. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, can we just go get food? And yeah. Leave? I hear yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is something tonight there that's called the Grayson County High School Rodeo. So I'm really, really right? for sure what they're doing tonight wow. with that, but it seemed interesting. That's all right. Um, but, you know, I, I always found the – I know there's certain things that come along with every county fair. Why, yeah. But um, I always found it a good opportunity to talk to people, and you see a lot of people you don't see in a long time. and you get to. You get to have those conversations, and so um, and the kids have a blast. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> and so, but that's going on this week. So, prayer, pray that uh, everything would go smooth. No, no, no that's big right. issues that's or right. anything. Nobody exactly. gets hurt. You know, it's the fair, so little teenagers think they're gonna go fight little teenagers, and it's really that's cool it. and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But my prayer <laughs> is that as the body of Christ goes to the fair this week, they would be the body of Christ, yes. and yeah, wherever amen. they're at, whatever they're doing. Um, that every situation can be redeemed, that we don't we don't walk away from fear from stuff, but we well, march right into it with a exactly victory right. and a witness and a love in our hearts to, to testify of Jesus' goodness. Now, I think for too long we shied away from going to places we should be going anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, and being the light. You to know be the saying? light. I mean, because a lot of times, if you understand, even on a Sunday morning or sometimes, sometimes darkness will try to make its way into where you're at just to try to disturb things yeah. yeah well and we being the light have been so shy and backward about mm -hmm. going to places we should be going and lighting it up instead of leaving it dark yeah yep. so let's bring a whole group of us to the fair <laughs> let's light up this light, thing that's right that's <laughs> right Anna. yeah amen. amen and a lot of times that lighting up is just you know um just being the light like you know not taking a blowhorn in the middle of the fair I, I, and go crazy it. it's that's just right. being be the man. light yep and um amen. Because for me, I'm not I'm not afraid to walk in there and something get on me. Come on, I'm wanting, looking what's on me to get on them. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, yeah. whatever whoever that preacher was that said yeah. I can't ride commercial jets because all those demons. Wow. Well, let me tell you something. That's if you don't have enough Holy Ghost in you to sit in a commercial jet because you're going to get demons on you, yeah. you need to check yourself. Yeah. All right, because just riding a jet's not opening the door for the devil. So um, it's greater is he than you in you than he that's in the world that's right, that's uh, right. <clears throat> tomorrow night's our part two of the deliverance teaching here at bethel fellowship um the last one i think went okay and um i think it was a good start good part one um i don't know how many parts they're going to be now we are not just sitting here teaching people how to do deliverance we're talking about deliverance as a overall thing and so what's the whole deliverance thing to um there is practical things we're talking about, but also a lot of it is understanding it from a scripture stamp, scriptural standpoint, looking at what Jesus, how he did it, what happened when he did it, um, but also the importance of, you know, like the little boy who the demon was cast out from the death and dumb spirit, and then he laid on the ground, but Jesus didn't leave him on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, he picked him back up. And so I think that's always important because what happens after deliverance is just as important as deliverance itself. 
So if the captive set free, but the captives never filled, then the captive will go back to captivity sooner or later. And we see that a lot with um, Egypt. When Egypt was delivered, I mean, when Israel was delivered from Egypt, Israel eventually kept wanting to go back to Egypt, and you had to keep pulling them away. So they were delivered, but yet they were still being delivered in a sense because they had to be filled, and they had to learn to trust the Lord, and they they had to learn to do all that. And so, again, um, that's going to be part two. Um, we'll start out into the kingdom of darkness and talk about how the kingdom of ar- darkness is set up and what's going on in the kingdom of darkness. Jesus himself said there was two kingdoms. Um, and what he said was, remember whenever the, fer- the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the whole little council, all those good old folk right there, they come up and said, he cast out demons by the spirit of Beelze- um, Prince by Beelzebub. And he said, he basically at that point said, how can a kingdom stand? Come on. If it divided against itself. Yes. So what's he basically saying there? Well, there's a kingdom of darkness. There's a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of darkness. Yeah. Because even Colossians says he has taken me from the kingdom of darkness and placed me in the kingdom of light. Come on. And yeah. so there's definitely two kingdoms. We're gonna talk about that tonight. Um <coughs> Well actually, night. um I list I've been listening to some um teaching. I'm a part of a a group. Um, where we do it's like a whole curriculum of Mm -hmm. online like um, teachings and getting in the word and studying some of this stuff and that was the passage that was used um, in our last meeting Um, and just talking about how you can't teach deliverance without the word Mm -hmm. like you can't teach deliverance without get diving into the word and getting into what Jesus said about it yeah Um, and just going into like Honestly, a lot of things that you talked about on Wednesday, um, going into how it's not a show, we don't need a camera, we mm-hmm. don't, like, going into so many different practical things, so um, it's, what what we've been talking about on Wednesday nights has been lining up with a lot of practical things that you need for deliverance, so amen. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not too far off, Josh. Right, how about that? Amen. You right on it. I don't know about that, but I'm somewhere. <laughs> amen. Well, I'm actually, on the road. The the group that I'm a part of, it's not actually just deliverance. Um, yeah. It do, it's a whole like curriculum. Like one night is deliverance. One night is intercession prayer. One night is teaching about um, evangelism. Like it's like a whole thing. It's not just focused on one part of ministry. It's focused on like all parts of wow. ministry. So, um, huh. but. I just when he was saying that it reminded me of what we talked about or what yeah. they talked about on the Zoom meeting. So right, yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, September fourth, twelve o'clock, high noon. I always want to say high noon. Um, Rough River Youth Ranch Labor Day Trail Ride. Well, not trail ride, just cookout. Um, we're just doing a cookout at Danger Point. You can come eat with us at twelve. You can get there a little bit earlier too. It's not a big deal whatsoever. We usually get there about eleven, ten thirty. Um, there's cornhole, there's fun, there's activity. Well, not really many activities, but you know, there's, there's self-made activities, football, <laughs> frisbee, right. you know, whatever it walking looks like. Walking back to the point. Lot, walking back to the point. <laughs> hey, that's like, a fun activity. It that's is. Right. Um, it's just a good day of fellowship and we want to invite everybody out. You don't have to be coming to Bethel or anything to come to this. Anybody's welcome to come. And so that starts at 12 o'clock. We'll be eating, but we'll be there earlier. So if you want to get there earlier, you're more than free. If you need directions to Danger Point, um, just call us here at the studio, 270-257-2689, and we'll get you the information. Um, it is called Danger Point. It 
can be dangerous if you're silly, but overall it's a really safe place. That's it. Um, That's it. You know, where we eat is a very safe place. You have to walk yeah. out to the point, but the point is absolutely beautiful out there. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and then of course we've got the Harvest Now Crusade, September 11th, uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th, and we are gearing up for that. Amen. Um, we're excited and anticipating yes. a, a move. Actually, um, we're, um, I can't say we're anticipating a move. Come on. Because we're in a move. Yeah. Amen. I right. mean, we're just looking yeah. to accelerate the move. Exactly. And yeah. keep mashing the gas. But Come on. And invite as many people as possible to be yeah. a part of it. And I think there's flyers around here, too. And we We've, have some at our church. So yes. if anybody out there wants to take time to come get several, if you want them, then uh, yeah. pass them out. Yeah. That'd be great. We have plenty of um, cards Post to pass out. Yep. And so coming if you ever want to make your way over you can come get a whole pack of them and pass them out um <clears throat> camp meeting with pastor Dwayne kid setting the captives free september 14th 15th and 16th that's over in horse branch and that's going to be at six o'clock nightly and then our horse cave horse, horse cave. cave sorry horse cave thank you josh um and then our fall share on gathering the harvest september 27th 28th and 29th you can put those on the calendar and I know some people has given us a rotation. I mean, some more announcements for stuff like November and October. Yeah. I'm trying to be more time sensitive to the announcements. Yeah. Um, and so as some announcements fall off, we'll keep adding them and rotating them around. Um, because if we said everything at the same time, then nobody remember anything. Um, <laughs> weather for today is a high of 84 and a low of 58. It's going to be sunny. Um, it's going to heat back up later this week and early next week. It's, That's what I heard. It's looking like it's going to heat back up, but I don't think we're. I don't even think there's a chance of rain for like eight or nine, ten days. Yeah, I know it. And so that helps a lot on this mowing that's been out of control lately. <laughs> Most I, I, of the time in August, you have a period of time there where you can go a couple weeks or this and that. But oh my gosh! It seems like now you can mow twice a week at least. Well, yesterday I cleaned in the radio station for about two hours. Yeah. And then I also, we we have caught behind on the mowing at the ranch. All over the whole back, all the two or three houses back there and the ranch around the barn. And so I I attempted to work on that too yesterday. Wow. And I got one yard done, one and a half yard, not even really done because yeah. it's so thick and tall. And I mean, we just, it was like two or three, about two weeks we didn't get to mow. And it was already out of control yep. because of all the rain and the weather. So hopefully... This eight or nine, ten day spell will slow it down a little bit. Now the go. hay people out there are like, hey, don't don't say that. <laughs> it's been a great year for hay. Don't do that. Well, um, I do remember that back earlier, people were there was a period of time there where didn't know if it was going to get rain. Mm-hmm. Then it got to where it was getting rain, and then uh, you know even um, the farmers, the pasture fields got to where it was going to dry out. It's like, oh man, what are we going to do? But then the rain come. And it just like been and it kept the coming. Pasture fields have been great, and I mean yep. the green grass for the cows and everything. Yeah, else. So it's pretty like a blessing. Like it's a great blessing. for the farmers. Yeah, bad for us trying to keep up with the mowing. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> um, the verse of the day I got one for you: James three twelve. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a fine figs, so can no fountain yield both yield salt water and fresh. Do you want to know something? That uh, is that is the chapter I read this morning without, James uh, without even knowing that that was going to be the verse <laughs> of the day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, how about that? <laughs> Apparently, Hannah needed to hear that one again. No. Right? <laughs> Hannah needed that deep down in her that's, soul. Uh, well, I've been trying to go. Th- I've been going through James. Uh-huh. I didn't. I was actually planning on going through Acts, but um, 
I've just I've been in James lately, so I love James. It's been very uh, on point. Yeah, amen. Yeah, and then the quote of the day, Leonard Ravenhill: "As long as we are content to live without revival, we will." <laughs> it's it's pretty much playing out. That's uh, awesome, man. That's awesome. Leonard Ravenhill. He's man, just straightforward. Yes. Straightforward, buddy. Uh-uh. All right. Well, we're in the book of John, starting in verse uh, 14 of chapter 19. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to read from the ESV because, um, well, I can. Um, I can I can read. I just horrible at reading the King James out loud. I don't know why. Um, <clears throat> I get tongue-tied. And so, Miss Gretchen says she just always cancels out the thous and the d's. I'm like, I'm not that smart to think about that as I read. See that? Yeah, that takes a lot of brain power. Uh, well, this is early in the morning. Awesome. <laughs> I'm with Aaron on this one. Yeah, buddy. I'm not that smart to figure all this out as I go. All right. Um, I just say it real fast and act like I knew what I knew what I said. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, before goodness. we get into John, I do want to. We had young adult group last night. Okay. Uh, yeah. I won't take up too much no, time talking about it, but uh, it went really good. That's um, awesome. And I was just very encouraged by the ones who did show up. And um, the thing I love about the group is that we've not had a group yet that shows up that isn't interactive and isn't okay. adding to the conversation and the topic and um, scripture and testimony. Yeah. Like it, it's just so encouraging to me to see the growth in everybody. That's awesome. Um, and it, I just love the energy. I lo- like the, you know, the energy, the the excitement in the Lord that I see in in my generation. And I even had, you know, there was somebody that showed up yesterday that was like, I've been saying like, there's nobody my age I can relate to. Like, like my friends, like they don't want to walk the walk with me. And, and she's like, I've been in in a self-pity mode thinking wow. there's nobody yeah. my age that that's hungry for the Lord. And then she shows up and she's like, this is what I've been missing out. Like this, I was so wrong. Like there yeah. are people my age that are That's... hungry for the Lord. And so it was just, it was a good time. And, you know, we had, we had a, a, some laughs, but we really got into um, what it means to repent. And we talked wow. about repentance That's awesome. um, and how it, it's changing your mindset. And we talked about so many different testimonies um, and just examples and scripture. Yeah. Um, so I mean, did uh did you have uh, about how many did y'all have? And did you lead it last night or mm-hmm. who led it? Did you? That's yeah, awesome. yeah. But it, I kind of just facilitated it. Like I, yeah. what I love about it is it's really a group effort. And Ethan really, you know, he took the lead in some of it too. And it was just cool to see different ones taking the lead in, um, in conversation and bringing up scripture and um, personal examples of how yeah. they've walked stuff out how they've walked the scriptures out like it it's just really neat i mean it's more set up like a community group because you know we talk we have topics we talk about we get into the word but we we give real life examples like this is what how this time witnessing to somebody was like and or this this is how you know i left this group of friends that you know was dragging me down and i got and i started you know growing in the lord and now i'm doing this and then now i'm going back to witness to those old friends that you you know it's just keeping it real with walking this this walk out with the lord and so um I'm just really encouraged by everybody that that showed up and just the growth I already see in everybody. Yeah. And it's only been like two or three times we've met together, yeah. and, and which we do meet every other Monday. So we have like that like 
two weeks yep. time span. But wow. I, it's really awesome to see just the growth in everybody. And not just the young adult group, but the growth in everybody in the body of Christ right now that yeah. um, that we're around. Right. Um, and so... That's awesome. Iron sharpens iron. And that's so that's, that's, that's what it. we talked about, you know, even with repentance and like changing our mindset that the more we get around like-minded believers that are also living a lifestyle of repentance, the more we're going to sharpen each other and right. keep growing. And so yep. thankful for that group. Just wanted that to testify great. a little yep. bit. It was good. I told them three important things about life. <laughs> I, I did pass through a couple of times on my way back and forth to a mower. Yeah. Because I, I mowed, and then I ate dinner, and then I came back out to mow again. So I passed them by quite a few, quite a bit. And then I said, three things about life you need to know. Jesus is good. The devil is bad. And I'm better at golf than Ethan. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And then Ethan said, well, it's very fitting. We're talking about repentance tonight. Why don't you come over here and join us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. Man, oh, man. Uh, All right. Uh, John chapter 19, verse 14. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover, which is basically meaning it's right before Passover. They're preparing for it. And it was about the sixth hour. And so we're we're learning a little bit about when this is happening, um, exactly the time frame. Now, one thing I'm always horrible at is when you get into it, exactly what time the sixth hour would have been, because I'm the Jews tell time so much. Um Let's see here. Help me out here, Josh. If it's six, the sixth hour in the Jewish time, it would be... Um, I thought it was three to nine, but I'm getting ready to try to look it up myself. Look it up for me. Figure this out. You're smarter than me. I and don't so, know about that, brother. It was the sixth hour. I should know this by now because I always used to do this all the time, trying to calculate. I can't remember it because I always get it wrong at the end of the day. Um, the sixth hour in Jewish time, you'll tell me that. And he said to the Jews, Behold your king. And so we have had some things play out since then, but this is still the whole conversation with noon Pilate. Noontime? My bad, I was wrong. Noon the noon, That's what I wanted to say yep. it was noon because... Yep. Brother Jeremy just... Thanks, Brother Jeremy. He yeah. also just said noontime. I wanted to say it was noon because I thought the last watch was three to six and then you start the new yep. day. Um, but I always get that wrong. So I wanted to confirm that before Brother I said Jeremy it. Jeremy also confirmed it and he said noon. So that's all. Well, if Jeremy says it, we're good. That's right. Case soft. All right. Uh, I love it. Thank you, Brother Jeremy. Um, but it, so it's at noon. Now, why is that important? Why did I even bring that up? Well, because this thing's been going on for a while. Yeah. Like at this point, cause you got to remember Jesus in reality hasn't even slept yet. Wow. He went into the guard because he, he talked to his he talked to his disciples yep. for those five or six chapters. He did his high priestly prayer. And then right after the high priestly prayer, he went to the garden to pray. And then in the garden, he was arrested. And then he was taken to the trial. He was taken first to the high priest's house. Then he was taken to the judgment hall at Pilate's house. This is all back to back to back. Yeah. And we never really have a point where he's even slept. So think about what he just experienced in the garden because we we look at the stripes and the stripes were bad for sure, like the beating, the flogging he's getting ready to have. But if you look at the emotional toil and the emotional turmoil that the garden placed on him because he was sweating drops of blood in the garden to such an extent that's a medical condition. His heart's about to explode from stress and weight uh, of the weightiness of the situation. And actually we find in the other synoptic gospels where – Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where literally angels had to come and minister to him. I don't believe he even gets out of the garden if angels don't come and minister to him. 
Because I believe at that moment when he's sweating drops of blood, his heart is about to explode, which means he's on his way out from the from the weight of that moment. So angels, angels come to minister to him. So they had to come with some supernatural energy and healing and ministry because he's still yet to sleep. And it's noon the next day. And at noon, he still hasn't even had his flogging, his beating. He doesn't have the cross yet. Yeah, He just has the weight of what's happened so far. But yet he goes into the cross and the beating and everything with no sleep, Wow, no rest. I don't think we think about this. I like, I don't. Okay, I'll say See, like this. I'll be honest with you, Brother Aaron. I mean, of course, you always take into the account about how how much uh, pain he went through and how much uh, everything, the beating and all the everything that was done to him. But I've never, to be honest with you, I don't think I've really thought about what you just said about no sleep, mm-hmm. yeah. about how how weak on top of everything that's been done to him and how weak that can make him. But me, myself, when you have no sleep, how weak it really makes you and how that yeah. just goes to that. I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. Yeah. I, was he also fasting if... at that point? Um, no, they would have ate supper. They were oh, eating, yeah, they they were eating the Lord's, uh, they were eating the Last Supper. Yeah. Um, you know, Leonardo da Vinci's picture, Last Supper. That's yeah, what it looked like. True. Everybody on one side of the but table. Um, that, <laughs> how, how far back would that have been, though? Uh, you know that, was, I mean? that was the night before. Yeah. So, so he wouldn't have, would have been, he probably hasn't ate since last night. Yeah. Because, on well. On top of not sleeping yeah, throughout this. Yeah. And, I mean, at best, he may have caught a cat nap between the times Pilate's come back and forth with the Jews, but he really hasn't slept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you got to remember, he was in Pilate's place, but the the Jews wouldn't go into the place because it would make them unclean for the Passover feast. So they stayed out of Pilate's house because you, as a Jew, you weren't supposed to go over to a Jew. You weren't supposed to go under a Gentile's roof. So if you went under a Gentile's roof, it made you unclean, especially in the Passover season. Right. So they were staying out. So Pilate was coming back and forth, but it looks like Pilate was coming back and forth quite often. So Jesus really didn't have an opportunity. Even if Jesus was inside, I don't think Pilate has him in a bed in the bedroom taking a rest. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's going back and forth. So just not the physical thing that he's going through, just the mental. And then him... You know, in the garden, you know, plead with the Lord, if anything, if any way possible, take this cup from me. Because in the garden, I believe he's taken upon the sin. I believe yeah. he's becoming sin at that point, like Second Corinthians 5.21 says. And I think in the garden was really when sin was placed on him. He never sinned. He right. never knew sin, but he became sin so that I may become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so all of this mental stress... Not just the physical, but the emotional, mental, the weightiness of his body shutting down because of no sleep. You can only run off adrenaline so much. Come on. I think the angels were significant in this. And again, if you go back to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, it says that the angels here to minister to us. So angels are still ministering to us. You can never command angels. You never worship angels. And you're never to exalt angels. But I do believe you're to ask the Father to use and send ministering angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I don't think we pay attention enough to the emotional torment yeah. or the emotional um, pain. Yes. I don't think we do either. And, no. And I mean, I think we focus so much on the flog and beating because it would have been horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what he what he endured emotionally and physically, I mean, mentally was probably just as severe as what he did. Or physically. possibly worse. I mean, we don't 
because you're because really, no. you're we're That's not right. even we're not even taking into consideration the mockery, yep. the accusations. Yep. He just got betrayed by one of his own. Um, Peter, he knew Peter's getting ready to betray him. Nobody's with him. The only disciples with him is John. Right. Everybody else is bailed. Wow. Mary's there, but John. And then, because John's the only one he can look to on the cross and say, behold your mother. Because everybody else has left. Yeah. These people that followed him for three and a half years. So he is, he, he is there. And then he cries out, my father, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? So it's the emotional stress of now being um, for the first time in the history of his existence, which is forever, because he was forever forward and forever backwards. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He is separated spiritually from the Father because of sin for a split second. Why have thou forsaken me? Mm. And he has the he's going to have that. I mean, like, there's physical things, but just mentally and emotionally what is doing to Jesus too. He, it's... To me, I don't think we really, I don't, for me, I'm going to say this, for me, I don't think I grasp the severity of what he goes through. Yeah. Yeah. And what he went through. No, I believe anybody could say probably that, brother, and if they're honest, I mean, there's no way that we can even, you know, grasp really exactly how it happened or how it transpired. Yeah. But just to know he'd done it all for us, that just, I mean, that, you know, that's why we were talking about that this morning. And it's more or less bringing another breaking as we go through this in my life. Each and every time I think about what he'd done for me or what he, I mean, even though we understand that at salvation, we receive him and, you know, we ask him to come in our life. We, we say, Lord, I'm done with my life. I, Lord, I, I just need you. Mm-hmm. But still yet, when you think about each and every time, whether you've been serving him 15 years, 40 years, or maybe a month. You know, still, when you think about what he actually went through for me and for you, yeah, it just brings a breaking. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I know we have to go to break, but it reminds me of something that um, somebody said last night at the young adult group about. We were talking about like glowing with the radiance of the Lord. Yeah. Um, and she said it reminded her of a glow stick. Before a glow stick can glow, it has to be broken. Wow. You have to break that stick before it can truly glow and radiate. And so that's just, like, all of this was for the glory of God. All of this was for to accomplish the will and, and the end result. We know what the end game was, but he had to be broken before that glory could wow. come. And I think we have to, like, realize that we are, a sh- like, we are to live in a shadow of that, too. Like, in order for us to to burn bright for the Lord and... And truly be the light, we're going to have to be broken too. Yeah. I mean, our flesh will have to be broken. So yeah. it's just a beautiful picture. I mean, it's it's not an easy <laughs> one, yeah. but it's awesome. Yeah. Come on now. And then even the, what the mockery of he said to the Jews, behold your king. Yeah. Um, just, it's just all there. Then you think about they chose to let a robber go, Barabbas over Jesus and then yet Jesus is doing all this so that whomsoever will shall be saved can be saved and the very people he was sent to yeah and the very people he's taking the stripes for and the very people he's trying to make a way to redeem and bring back to the father are the ones screaming crucify him and yet he's as he has the ability and the grace and the mercy to say father forgive them for they know not what they do yeah. so I know we didn't get very far. We got through one verse, but I think it's so important to understand 
just where he would have been at physically, emotionally, mentally, and how the emotional and mental strain was probably just as severe as the physical pain. And so um, <clears throat> we're going to go to break, read our first que uh, trivia question of the day, um, get your name for this two-week period. We will draw this Friday and get this out there. But Thursday, question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. What beautiful bird did Solomon's Navy bring to Israel? What beautiful bird did Solomon's Navy bring to Israel? 270-257-2689. We will be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Deborah Morgan Realtor is an underwriter of the Box 2 Radio Network and a nine-year veteran within the realtor profession. She's a certified residential specialist, Berkshire with Hathaway Home Services serving the Glasgow area. She offers real estate transactions, selling, buying farms, business, and residential properties. Located at 100 East Public Square, Glasgow, Kentucky, 42141. And her number for more information is 270-670-2781. Thanks to Deborah for helping us advance God's kingdom through the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty, we are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. I got a text. Beautiful, beautiful August 29th. It's going to be a little bit warm, but not too bad. It's going to be a lower mid-80s, low of 58 tonight. So that's going to be beautiful. We're going to, I'm going to the fair, going back, I'm going into the enemy's camp and take back everything he stole from me. Take back all those funnel cakes. Uh, I'm going I'm to go and do some spiritual warfare go take, sister, with a corn dog and a funnel cake and fresh squeezed lemonade. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the tenacity and resolve in my soul. Anyway. All right. Hey, while that song was going on, Brother uh, Mike and uh, said that he just texted me, said him and Brother Larry's got their ears on, and he said, let the line roar. Let the line <laughs> roar. Uh, <laughs> we do have an answer for those. Uh, Pastor Dwayne Kidd said, he called in and said, you got any peacocks over there in McDaniels? I said, I said, detox. I said, I ain't detoxing nothing. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I said, he said, peacocks. And I said, I thought about getting a few of those around here. I remember growing up at my granny and pebbles, and they used to have peacocks, peacocks and turkeys. You see the feathers everywhere. So anyway, I, I but that's the answer. Them. Pastor yep. Dwayne Kid got the answer right. Peacocks, Second Chronicles nine twenty through twenty one, awesome. and don't forget his the camp meeting. Uh, I love he didn't put speakers on there or anything. He said it's a nameless and faceless. Just That's pretty yes. come and let that. the captives be set free. Amen. That's September 14th, 15th, and 16th. And um, we don't have a guest for today, but that's okay. We got Josh Milburn. We'll interview him. <laughs> um, Pastor Josh, the no, one. We can always go into uh, to John some more. But, I mean, I did not get, I was going to tell you this, I talked to my uncle yesterday. Yeah. And uh, um, my dad, one of my dad's brothers, and they've been going up to Irvington at uh, Cumberland Presbyterian Church up there. Uh-huh. And so I am going to be speaking there on October 8th. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> but it's, 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 not home a home it's not a homecoming. <laughs> but anyway, so, I mean, just to hear my uncle, you know, call me and ask me that. Yeah, I mean, my dad's brother. Yeah. It was pretty special. Because I didn't realize that they were going to church anywhere. That's awesome. And, and I mean, it just, I mean, he asked me, I said, what? Yeah. I was like, man, I was thrilled. I was Is like, there yeah. food? And I mean, I don't know. He may take me out to eat. You never know. 
Oh. He's probably not listening now, so I can talk. You know, so. <laughs> but I mean, I did text him because he he talked about how he said, "Well, the I believe why the Lord sent us there." He said it was because they didn't have very many. They look for a place and uh, old country churches. He said we're trying to make sure get people in there to build it up. Yeah, I said okay. He said because John, did you realize this that before COVID. 62% of America, this is what he said. He, he said, I know this. He said 62% of America said they went to church. But post-COVID, he says it's only 16%. Mm -hmm. So I, that's, that's probably about right. I mean, that's what it, and I mean, I just never, I mean, I knew there was a drastic change, you know, in those percentages. But he said, and we know that everybody, listen, we know that everybody goes to church is not probably where they need to be. We know that. But there's the need to be at a house of God somewhere, mm -hmm. to be at a place like even as I was able to, if I can go this way a little bit, Brother Aaron, even as I was able to be here at the end on Sunday, you know, for your teaching, for the preaching of the word, mm -hmm. I think you was in John 15 around there being the fruit and stuff like that. Is that correct? Is that where you started at or not? I really? started in Proverbs 1130. Okay. And then I went to John 15, then well, I went to Galatians 5, then well, I went to I Isaiah. When I come in, is talk about the fruit. And, of course, I love John 15. If there's a favorite chapter that I have, it's John 15. Okay, but then we went into the baptism. And there's something that happened during that baptism that just breaks me ever since I've been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It's when you let Josh Newton, I believe, baptize his daughter Jocelyn. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know if anybody in the listener that was there actually caught the prayer that Josh spoke over his daughter. Mm -hmm. But when right before he baptized her brother, he prayed over, he said, Lord, but there's something that he said. He said, Lord, the days of looking like me is over. Mm -hmm. He said, when she comes about here, I just want her to look like you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just, I don't know. I mean, I thought about that whole yeah. afternoon. I told a few people about it. And it's like when I told them, they just went, oh, my day was like, I, I felt something. I said, I'm telling you, it's powerful. Yeah. Powerful. It is. So, and I mean, just you and I told Brother Billy how you allowed the, uh, allowed the father to baptize his daughter there. And I mean, I baptized Maddie a couple of years ago, but I thought, man. Lord, why didn't I think that? You know, it's just something very awesome. I don't know, and I went and I hugged Josh and everything, but, I mean, it, it was amazing. I mean, it was flat-out amazing. I ain't got no other word for it. God's been doing some so. amazing things. Um, pretty much any time it will, a father will, I've been letting them baptize their own kids. Yeah. Um, because, for one, it's not about me. Uh, you don't have to be baptized by me. You just... But really, we just been um, baptisms for us have taken on another level of significance. Yeah, that's all I can say. We, I mean, I don't believe they atone. I don't think that. I don't think there's salvation in it. Well, I mean, I tell a lot of people. I say, listen, I don't believe there's atonement in baptism. Is it a part of your salvation? There's no parts of salvation. The blood's the salvation. Okay, mm -hmm. but if you've been washed in the blood for 10, 15, even two years, I'm going to say, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have not been baptized? I'm thinking, okay, do you even want to grow? 
Do you even want to do the things that he more or less baptism believe? It's not one of the maybe so-called Ten Commandments, but I do believe that baptism, according to the word and according to how he set it all up, baptism is more or less, hey, you need to be doing this. Yeah, you need. It's more or less a commandment saying, yeah, here's what you need to do now. Yeah, the savings in the blood, yes. But if you if you've been a child of God and you say for years or for even for a year or so or even for many years and you haven't even been baptized, then I do have to start. And I, this may rub some people the wrong way, but I do have to start to question people's salvation. I I think of it as a act of obedience after we're born again. Amen. Mm-hmm. I think of it like I, yes. it's that. But I think there is significance in it, too. Like, I think there's power. And I found a lot of times where a lot of people are seeking, like, a greater baptism in the Holy Ghost, but they've actually never been baptized. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of times where somebody would get baptized, and then that greater baptism would happen, too. Yeah. So whenever I've baptized somebody lately, I've been praying for the Holy Ghost and fire to baptize them as well, not just the water, but they'd be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. And it's time that we take it out of the box of just spiritual gifts. Like we've equated the baptism of the Holy Ghost solely with spiritual gifts, but the baptism of the Holy Ghost is so that we may be witnesses to the uttermost part of the earth, Yeah, that yeah. we may be endued with power. And that's what it is. That's the significance behind the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire is to be endued with power, not just speaking tongues. Yeah. And it's, it's something for me to be equipped so that I can witness to the kingdom of God and manifest the kingdom of God wherever I'm at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I believe I can say this and hopefully be all right. But as a um, an assistant pastor of a Pentecostal church, a lot of times, to be honest with you, I have questions that will come to me and say, so can I be empowered without speaking in tongues? Hmm. And because I'm afraid that too many people, even within the Pentecostal realm, brother, is their focus is too much on just speaking on tongues speaking in tongues instead of just being filled with the spirit mm-hmm. and we you know of course hey you know we tease each other quite a bit about holy ghost is a bible word right mm-hmm. <laughs> you say all the time brother ernie i think tell you yeah. you can say holy ghost yeah. but see but what i'm saying is you know it's about a an infilling that happens but if you're seeking just tongues listen you may as well forget it yeah but just seek him. What's the fruit coming out of it? Is it just tongues with no other fruit? Come on. You know, and that's part of, you know, what the sermon was Sunday too. Like if we're speaking in tongues but we're still cussing out the waitress. Uh, yeah. What are what are those tongues doing? Woo. Are they really edifying us or are Come they just now. sounds coming out? Yeah. Like <laughs> the fruit of the spirit is very important <laughs> and that will prove that fruit will prove how much of an indwell, how much of an empowerment of the Holy Spirit That's we have, awesome. yeah. because the kindness and the self-control and the long-suffering and the love and the joy and the peace, like all of those things, are what actually changes people. Speaking in tongues edifies our, us, um, and you know, there's so many. Other, we've talked about it a lot on Wednesday night too. The prophet prophecy, yeah. you know, what Paul says: "I desire that you will prophesy." Yeah. yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Because it's edifying others. And I think that's, we talked about this last night too, of like we have to get to the point where we're not so focused on, 
ourselves on what we're getting from the gospel. Although we need to make sure that we are getting filled and like our yeah. relationship with the father is good. Like we, we mm-hmm. don't need to be far away from sure. God, but then trying to preach, but we need to get the focus off at, at, there's a certain point where we're getting filled. We're getting filled. We have to take the focus off of us and start focusing on how are we feeding other people? Yeah. How are we serving of others? Because yeah. that's what, the Christian walk. Well, that's why we're here. Well, a lot of people, I think they want to be filled, but they don't want to pour out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not pouring out, I think you, there's a process there. If you mm-hmm. don't going to pour out what he's filled you with, why should he continue to pour into you? Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, and Satana, you said something that Brother Billy has been speaking on a lot here lately about the fruit of the Spirit. See, knowing that it's the fruit, even though it goes into the list of them. So then he's been teaching us here lately uh, several times about the fruit. So who is the fruit? Jesus. Jesus is wrapped up that fruit there as he was going through different verses and different studies. That fruit there is more or less every part of those, those, that fruit is Jesus. If you've got Jesus, you therefore are, you know, you're enabled to do each and every one of these things. Mm-hmm. See, I believe as a Christian sometimes we think, well, I'm going to do this one good. I'm going to do that one good. Yeah, that one's going to be all right. But the mother, no, no. It's either more or less, hey, you you need to be doing all of them. Yep. Yeah, Because why? Because Jesus is the fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're going to be like him, each and every one of them is our responsibility as the body of Christ to continue to do what? To continue to have love, continue to have joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Mm-hmm. All those yeah. things. It's not yeah. just, hey, we pick and choose. All right, I'm going to be good at that one. Yeah, yeah. there's probably some that I'm probably, I probably have more love than I have temperance sometimes, okay? But still yet, I better have something that each and every one of these represents Jesus in my life. Yeah. Like you said, Going to church, having a great time, but then going to a, what, going to a restaurant or something, and more or less maybe not, you know, cuss them out or saying, "Hey, where's all this?" or shaking my cup. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, you know. Yeah. Then how's that showing the love? Yeah. How's yeah. that showing the thing? Yeah. And yeah. I've said it before here, and I'm sorry to say it again, but you know, I get sick and tired of people that I've heard before saying Sunday's the worst day. I hate to work. It's like what? Yeah, I would hate to work on Sundays too. He said, "No, it ain't because it's another day." It's because of church people. Mm-hmm. Now, like, wow, that hurts. Yeah, that really, really hurts. Yeah, and I said exactly. That's what they are, though. They're church people. Yeah, they're not Jesus people. Yeah. So, and what I was, what we were laboring to prove Sunday morning, and Todd said, um, sp- spiritual fruit does not come in a seedless variety. Is that Jesus said He's the vine, we're the branches, we're producing the fruit. The, the fruit's going to hang from our tree. Now, he produces it. Like, he's, he feeds it. So he's the producer of it. But the fruit hangs from us. And every day, people's eating from us. People's mm-hmm. eating from the church. And what I've been trying to say, and I don't even know if I'm saying it well or not, but the fruit that we feed today will be the fruit that's producing our friends tomorrow. Wow. The seeds. Because it has a seed form. Yeah. And when you eat something of seed and you plant that seed, the seed always come to fruition. And and the problem is, what kind of fruit are we giving people? Come on. And people's hungry and yeah. people starving yeah. and they're hopeless because the yeah. church isn't giving hope. Come on. We've got to have fruit because the fruit falling from our branches are the things the nations will eat. Yeah. And Why do you think it's so important for our fruit that we bear to give to others? 
If yes. you look at a, I remember as a child, my granny and papa had an orchard. They'd have trees and, you know, I had all kinds of trees there where they used to live and had like an orchard you could go pick. The, but if those trees got over like so much fruit or so much apples or whatever it was on those trees, it would just hang down so low. Okay, and yeah, it's bearing great fruit. But if you don't eventually pick that fruit off and use it, what happens to it? It just yeah. rots away. Yeah. So in order for us to produce fruit, people need to grab a hold of it. We need to pour into people's lives so that what? So that we can spring back up and then produce more fruit. Yep. Because if we're just if we're just burning it all ourselves and holding it in and holding it in, therefore what's going to happen is it's just going to rot away. It's going to die because mm. we're not doing nothing with it. We need to be doing stuff with what he's given us. Yeah. I'm thankful yeah. for that. Um, for an example story, when the, in John chapter 4, when the woman's at the well, the woman had five husbands living with a man that's not her husband, and she has been searching. Now, there's a lot of different ideas of why she has been with five different guys and then living with one that's not her husband. Some people, some, some scholars speculate she couldn't have a baby. Some people say she was just what we would consider easy. Some people say she was this or that. I personally think whatever it was, she was going from guy to guy to try to find something that she was hungry for. Yeah. But when she met the seventh man, he had something to give her that satisfied her soul. And he said, if you will drink from me, you will never thirst again. And I believe that what's happening in the earth today is people don't even realize it, but they're going to and fro trying to find something to fill the hole in their heart. Yeah. They're broken. They're hopeless. They're helpless. They're depressed. They're anxious. And they're looking to eat from something. But the fruit that they're being given all the time is news stations and politics and hopelessness and World War Three and nuclear this and division and hostility and bitterness and anger. And they, there's no wonder that's what's being reproduced. But the church has to stand different. Amen. And that when somebody comes to those who are of the body of Christ and we feed them, not just physically, but we start to feed them spiritually, what's happening is they're finally being satisfied for something they've been looking for for a long time. The problem is a lot of time the church hasn't fed anybody beside herself. And we sit there and we've tried to sit on our little thrones and we've got like Eli's who've got so full, we're just going to fall off dead one day yeah. because we have over eight to like such an extent we've actually fed nobody. Wow. And this is where it's shifting from being ministered to, to ministering to because church isn't there. So you can come and get a film, a good sermon and leave. It's there so that we can provoke one another to good works, be equipped, be edify. So we can come into the one perfect man the body of Christ and the assembly is there so we can get together and we activate each other. We sharpen each other, Amen. not so we can go there, pat each other on the back, say, aren't you just feeling good today? That's right. Well, I don't care how good you're feeling. If that good feeling don't get you to do something with it, yeah. then we're wasting time Amen. because we're all to be going. Right. We're all to be fruitful and multiply. When the yeah. Bible tells us to be fruitful and multiply, I do not believe that's only talking about reproducing children. Mm -mm. That's right. There, there isn't. I mean, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we see over and over with the five. What was it? two fish, five loaves? Two fish, five loaves of bread. Yeah. Yep. The multiplication. King James says two fishes. Two fishes, <laughs> like, like our God is a God of multiplication. He wants us to multiply. That's right. He wants us to multiply anything he gives us. Because what's the point if we're just staying where we are? 
and I, I love that reproducing and like the people we're feeding should be reproducing and then feeding somebody else and yeah, then, then feed somebody else and then them feed that's how the gospel gets spread mm-hmm. wow and that's why the gospel hasn't been getting spread that's yeah awesome. and when you produce fruit you're really producing evidence yeah. So what you're saying, like, um, if you if you see two trees, and one tree has rotten fruit with worms coming out of it, and another tree has this beautiful, luscious, awesome, m- moist fruit, which one are you going to? Come on now. And for so long, we've expected people to come to the tree that's rottening. Hey, and that's why people that hey we expect. We think in our mind, oh, I'm going to go to the good fruit. But for so many times, Brother Aaron, what has people done? They've actually always been drawn to the rotten stuff. Mm-hmm. And But we have to, it's, what we're doing is when we produce fruit, we're showing who Christ is. We're showing who Christ is. Um, we got a second trivia coming up here in a minute. Um, As we segue out of this. <laughs> My my wife, she said, yep, sounds a lot like multiplying cats, too. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Because <laughs> we've been having that problem at our house here lately. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love this thing you're all sharing with me here. <laughs> you hadn't seen that? I haven't. I just no now way. seen it. Is this an actual verse? Hey, so I think it's just, <laughs> hey, Rachel has something with... Uh, she follows like Jesus Jam or something like that, and they put out some pretty funny stuff. Sometimes. Yeah, she sent me that, and I'm telling you, I was by myself. <laughs> and if I've ever laughed out loud, you know, they say in the woods, if a tree falls, do you still hear it? Yep. Okay. Well, let me tell you what. If there's anybody around me for a mile, they heard me laugh that day because <laughs> I could not do nothing but laugh. So um, anyway, Miss Gale says. Uh, she's going back to the baptism thing real yeah, fast. That's fine. The symbolism of your old self dying and coming out of the water anew is overwhelming to one's spirit. Also, to those of us who observe and remember that moment, we experience this holy time too. It's it's baptism's significant. It's significant. Um, <clears throat> Thursday question number two, sponsored by Higdon Land Surveying. What prince was a riding a mule? Whenever he got his hair caught in the limbs of an oak tree, what prince was riding a mule when he got his hair caught in the limbs of an oak tree? We will be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. You're listening to the Box 2 Radio Network. WBFI 91.5 FM, McDaniels, Hardinsburg, Litchfield. 98.3 FM, Owensboro, Kentucky. WBFK 91.1 FM, Glasgow, Kentucky, and Highsville. Download the free Box 2 Radio app to your phone and listen live anywhere, anytime. Or listen on the website, box2radio.com. We are the Box 2 Radio Network, elevated talk and inspired music. They are located at 1265 Nelson Road in Clarkson, Kentucky. Their text phone number is 270-230-6752. Their email is higdon216 at gmail.com. Thank you again to Higdon Land Surveying for being an underwriter and sponsor of Mornings with Box 2 Radio.
All right, welcome back into Mornings of Box 2 Radio. It's a joy to be with you guys this morning, and uh, we are trucking right along here on this August 29, 2023. Weather looks pretty today. Our verse for today was James 3.12, Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either of vine figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh? Can't have it both ways, friend. If you're going to be part of the Spirit of God, you're going to produce fruit, and you're going to produce good fruit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh or the works of the flesh. See, that verse just ties into everything we've been talking That's about. That's right. <laughs> and then Leonard Ravenhill said, as long as we are content to live with the right revival, we will. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> All righty. Well, we don't have an answer for this second trivia question yet. I think this is a hard one, to be honest with you. Because honestly, I didn't remember. I didn't remember this when I copied it over from Miss Gretchen's notes. I mean, her Miss Gretchen has some tough trivia. Yeah. Let me That's just right. tell. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't. It's re- good. It keeps us on our toes. I think I re- I remember the story now that you like. I thought about it. And I was like, oh, it's. I was gonna say his name. I was like, oh, it's. Yeah. <laughs> you getting ready to give it out? Wasn't you? I was on I accident. Yeah. What prince <laughs> was riding a mule when he got his hair cut in the limbs of an oak tree? So what happens if we slip up and do we get like three strikes and then we're out? Um, <laughs> I guess whoever's really listening, if they called in real quick, it's just their gain. They're all off. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. All well, right. We was talking about announcements uh, earlier, Brother Aaron, and I just seen this also. I seen where uh, Wilson Home is going to actually be under the tent again this mm-hmm. coming weekend. Yeah. So, they're, I think they're staying there for a little while. Yep. They're going to continue so on Saturday sounded, night and Sunday morning. Sounded good, so. Um, so we're going to be prayerful. The spirit of God continues to pour out because this thing is not isolated to one church, one body. It is the body coming together and seeing the glory of God pour out. Cause I think I did this, uh, somebody did the, the stats one time. We have a lot of churches in Grayson County. We get that. And there's a lot of churches in Brett County. Now I don't know the numbers in Brett County. I would be interested to know. I just know Grayson because well, I grew up there my whole life, so that's what I'm familiar with the most. But he's, even though we have a we have more churches than most people have um, boxer shorts in their drawers, in their Chester drawers, like we have so many churches in Grayson County. All right, but if everyone filled up, if every one of them filled up, I think we could probably fill every church in this county up like six times every Sunday. Yeah, it's just amazing. I mean, it goes back to. Uh it's actually saying what my uncle had told me, uh, you know, po- before COVID and after COVID, the percentage of people that actually do and don't go to church. Yeah. And then those that actually, there's people out there that you talk to and uh, that actually have a real sense to know the Lord and also know the word and knowing what's going on. And I mean, just to, um, just to understand it and to be, and just to understand the word and knowing that people has got to have a expectation to yeah. grow closer to him. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, again, if you want to call in, I will try to answer it in and let them talk and I'll be quiet. But right now, let's go into some Bible Q&A. And um, we'll, at the last segment where usually our guest is, we will work on um, Josh's manna on Monday. And so, Hannah, did you like that? I printed it out for you today. You have it right mm-hmm. in front of you. All right. Um, I try to be organized today. So now I, I do, never have to worry about I, my phone not loading Well, on Facebook. Look. So if I do last week's, it's not going to be on there, though. 
because see, I wasn't able to do last week's. Well, that's true. <laughs> but no, we'll just. Uh, hey, you could so do we'll double mana. Well, we could do double mana. A double yeah. portion. Oh, man. Well, somebody read for us that first question. All right. The first question. Should I desire, uh-oh, spiritual, the spiritual gifts? Should I desire the spiritual gifts? That be the first question that we are going to be talking about this morning. So, I mean, the simple, the simple answer to Hannah uh, <laughs> would be for me say, uh, yes. Uh, or <laughs> but, as I would say when I was younger, <laughs> duh. <laughs> but, you know, but of course. But it, it can be deeper than that. Yes, it's so much deeper than that. So we understand, though, Hannah, that <laughs> during the spiritual gifts, though, oftentimes, like we said earlier about the fruit, there are certain ones that you may want. There are certain ones that you may desire more than others. But I believe depending upon the person, depending upon who you are, you know, I believe there's different gifts for different people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, people are going to be able to minister to others in a way that will that will uh, reach this one or reach that one in a way. Just mm -hmm. as my as my wife tells me quite a bit, Hannah, she says, you know, sometimes when you talk to people, you just are so demonstrative. It's like, to be honest with you, it's overtaking them because mm -hmm. they think you're just hollering at them all the time. You know, it's just not that I'm not aiming to it. If you know me, you know I'm not aiming to it. It's just how I come across. So mm -hmm. that's just kind of where that we understand so yeah. have you got the gifts pulled up is that what you I have first corinthians 12 okay. um and of course we know that paul tells us you know there's many different spiritual gifts um yeah. and so we just talked about it earlier that one spiritual gift that a lot of especially in the pentecostal church that a lot of people desire and sometimes even too much I, idolizing the gifts Come on. Um, can be speaking in tongues not to say we don't need speaking in tongues we we need it edifies yes. us it 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 brings us closer um it tunes us into the spirit um with the brings us close to the father edifies our spirit but paul tells us to that you know he would rather us prophesy yeah because of that edifying others right. so i think there should be a desiring um for spiritual gifts for definitely, um, but there's some that are more edifying to others, like prophecy. Right, I got you. Well, we got I'm, brother. Aaron. I'm late to the game, um, <clears throat> but I do think that it's. I think we should desire the spiritual gifts to the extent that we are desiring them to exalt Christ. Mm -hmm. I think that would be the thing. I think right. I think the the hinge off of this question is why do we desire them? If it's desiring them to build your to build your ministry, if it's desiring them to make yourself feel better or make yourself feel super spiritual, or if you're desiring them because your friend has them, or you're desiring them because your pastor uses them or something like that, I think those desires then become vanity or can become vain, and you're having a wrong um, motivation behind it. So I believe you should desire the spiritual gifts but i believe you should desire them so that you could be edifying to those around you and then also your own spirit is edified as well um but i think it's really for me the hinge is why you want to watch your motivation because at the end of the day spiritual gifts are not there to build your name spiritual gifts are there to build his church and that's what we should come to the exaltation and magnification of his name and I just want to say this, and I'll let be quiet and let you all 
get back to it. Um, if the spiritual gift is building your name and not his name, you're using it wrong. Is that is that a fair I mean, statement, Josh? Yeah, that's a true statement. Can we say that yes. one more time? If your spiritual gift is building your name and not his name, you're using it wrong. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I believe it, even though we say yes, brother Aaron, and we do, we, that's a true statement. There's so many people that's not doing it the way that it should be doing. Mm-hmm. We see it across there, but see, we understand that on end of First Corinthians twelve. We see, for the one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. He wants. To, I think the writer here wants you to understand, that even though you have all these gifts, but still yet it's the same Spirit. Mm-hmm. So if the same Spirit is able to give you one, therefore the same Spirit is able to give you many. Yeah. Yeah. And is able to work. So another one by faith, the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discernment of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Yeah. But all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit dividing every man severely as he will. See, I remember a time in my life that I prayed, Lord, give me more knowledge. Mm-hmm. Give me more knowledge. But it's almost like, I can't say that he audibly spoke to me, but something spoke to my spirit and said, listen, you got knowledge. You just need the wisdom mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. what I've actually taught you and showed you. Yep. Okay. Uh, which one was it that prayed for wisdom? Solomon. 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 Okay. So you have anything you want. What do you want? Wisdom. Mm-hmm. I want to know, Lord, what do you want me to say and do with what you give me? Because, listen, there's so much that you say, what what do you mean the Lord given? Because he's given us this word. Yeah. I think that too many people talk, when they talk to me or when I hear people, well, the Lord ain't giving me nothing. What's it? He ain't speaking to me. Yeah, yes, it's in his word. Mm -hmm. I said here so many times I think that we, even as ministers sometimes myself, you know, we think that, when we speak or when we preach or when we say, we do. We say how the Lord ministers to us and speaks to us, speaks to our heart. But, I mean, then it gets people to know, man, he's not speaking to me. He's not really. I had one preacher ask me sometimes, so how do you know that that's what the Lord wants you to preach? I say, because, to be honest with you, it's in the Word. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's my first question. That was my answer to him. I said, listen, because it's in the Word. Oh, he don't tell you for sure that it's... I said, well, when you're reading and you're studying and then things happen, but I said, there's been many times too. I don't know if it's happened to you or not. And I told him this. I said, but I'll prepare for a message, but then you get there and it's like everything will change. Mm-hmm. I said, you got to be... You got to be instant in season, out season. See, and I believe that a lot of us think that instant in season, out of season is just when you show up and you may be asked to preach or not. So, but what I'm saying is that the instant and out of season also I do believe is, hey, listen, if the Lord wants you to go in a different direction, I'm going his direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long as you Flowing go with the Holy Spirit. Yes, as long as you go his direction. So I believe if we actually get our mindset on earlier as the fruit of the Spirit, all right, all those fruit of the Spirit, what is it? It's Jesus. So we desire Jesus, then it'll come. Yeah. All right. So here also diversity of the gifts. 
all right? Desire Jesus, and I believe he'll gift you with what he wants you to maybe flourish in or mm -hmm. go in. Not saying you won't do all, because yeah. there's many people I know that does all these, but, you know, that's just... Yeah, we can't desire the gift over the giver. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's a we song. have to desire Amen. the gift, I mean, the giver, yep. and then the gifts will come. Seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be yep. added. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I did want to say we have an answer to this trivia. Uh, Miss Lisa Ashball, she got it in there first. And um, I had several people text me the answer, but I can't. I can't. Um, yeah. We That's kind of our rules is you have to call in um, because we can't. If Josh gets a text, I get a text, and Hannah gets a text all at the same time, which text came first. I, I feel right. horrible, too, um, because <laughs> the person that told me the answer, it was somebody goes to our church, and yep. I gave them the number. And they called and they said, it ain't doing something. And I was like, uh-oh, I gave you the wrong number. <laughs> you cost them the answer. I, I cost them the answer. <laughs> I almost feel like I'm I should so put their sorry. name in there, too. No, it's all right. They'll um, get the next one. They'll get the next one. But, yeah, Miss um, Leisha got it in there, and that's Absalom, um, 2 Samuel 18, 9. Um, Brother Jim is the one you're probably talking about. Yeah, and he, he called right behind. Um, and so, Brother Jim, it's all Josh's fault. Um, that's right. But, Sister <laughs> Tammy, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Please forgive me. Oh, it's it's so good. All right. Um, do y'all feel like we've got that answer pretty good? Amen. Well, I mean, we kind of said that. Um, I don't know if anybody read this or who's friends with my wife on Facebook, but on August 20th, she put out there about what the Lord had done for her, and she talked about how all her appointments coming up, and they said her markers are going up. But she said, so today when she went to the altar, this is August 20th, I started to ask God to remove every cancer cell from my body. What happened next was not what I asked for. I felt like God was saying to me, I wish you wanted me as much as you wanted your healing. Mm. So instead of asking for healing, she said, I instead asked God to fill me with his Holy Ghost. And that's just what he did. Mm -hmm. I was filled, she said, I remember being filled when I was nine years old, but I had neglected the gift for many years. Thankful for filling today. Help me with the healer more than the healing. So mm -hmm. when Hannah said that, it mm -hmm. just made me, yeah, maybe remember that. So come know. on, wow, that so. is powerful. And I think I think this question is easy to answer, but it's not always easy to live out. Come mm -hmm. on, yeah, that's it. We have the knowledge of it, but I think we've all struggled with this. I think we've all been here, and even if it's not like to build ourselves up, like even if that's not the motivation behind desiring the gift, like for me, sometimes desiring the gift has been a wrong mindset that I've had to think, well, I have to have this gift in order for God to be pleased with me. Like I have to be ha operating in these yeah. gifts in order to earn favor. Mm -hmm. But the favor isn't earned. <laughs> we already have the favor because we're sons and daughters. Like well, that's already given to us and everything else comes out of that place of being a son or a daughter. Yeah. It's, it's just a free, free gift. And that's something that I have to remind myself like daily and same thing with healing. Like technically we're already healed. We are already healed. Come on. That's right. Now the manifestation of that healing might not be here, but I think we have to, our identity is very important. And that's something the Lord's teaching me. And that we have to remind ourselves of our identity every single day because the enemy will try to steal our identity from mm -hmm. us and everything else flows from that identity. Cause if we're operating in these gifts, but we don't know who Jesus is and don't know who we are, then we'll be like the sons of Sceva or just, or like the ones that Jesus says, well, you did all this, but I never knew you. Yeah. 
It's good. It's good. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it's not some, I think we've all been there. It, whatever the motive is, I think we've all been there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do. Come on. Let's do the second question. Maybe we can get that done before the break, and then we will do Josh's manna on Monday. Now, do you say we have two of them to do today? It's up to you guys. I mean, I didn't. You know, I'm I up for think, two. I think last week we had. A I'm hungry. Going on, <laughs> and it just didn't. You know, not yeah. saying it didn't fit in, but you know. Yeah. You know, oh, I got you. I do. It don't have to. It don't have to be this way every single two. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to say, oh, I got to get this or I got to get that. But if it happens, great. If we uh, don't, hey, we're moving on. I'm glad you're <laughs> – Hannah yells at me if I don't get something she oh wants. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Right. I I'm just kidding. <laughs> this no. is a joke. Now, I may I may not know, but I can't see Hannah yelling. Now, Ethan, if she does, you let me know later, okay? But anyways. <laughs> I will say that is something that the Lord has uh, definitely helped me with because the old – my old man <laughs> – my old self i actually would yell when i got frustrated like as a teenager well um not a lot but when i got pushed to my limit so <laughs> i'm glad that uh that that's different now see it's hard for like people like us josh who's loud because we're just loud so people think we're yelling all the time and i'm i'm not even yelling like i'm just talking normal but it's a yell for some people so um please be please explain being slain in the spirit um, I have a lot of questions about being slain in the spirit. Like people ask me and, um, I can't ref there's nowhere in the Bible that like, okay, so there is parts of the Bible like that talk about what we would call slain in the spirit, but not necessarily, I think here's a significant thing for me so I can stop tripping over my words. Cause I want to make sure I put this right. A lot of times when I feel, I see somebody being overwhelmed by the spirit of God and going down under the power and the presence of the Lord. I don't know if I've ever remembered them and outside of when Jesus said, I am he, but that guy really wasn't slain in the spirit. That guy just got swept off his feet, the soldier in the garden. But anytime somebody was overwhelmed, I always saw them fall face forward, never backwards in the scripture. Because I think what, for me, when I talk about being slain in the spirit, um, I see that it's an overwhelming of his presence. It's a, it's an, a, Sometimes you're just completely out of it under his presence and under his weightiness. And the closest thing for me would be the two examples that come to mind is this. Um, when the temple was dedicated and the Shekinah glory filled the temple, the singers couldn't sing. The ministers couldn't minister. To be In all reality, they were just on their face, overwhelmed by the presence of God. The glory of God was so thick they couldn't stand. They couldn't do anything. Another example would be, per se, John in the book of Revelation when he saw the one in the middle of the seven golden lampstands, the one in the seven middle of the seven churches. He fell on his face as if he was dead. I think so many times that we see in the scripture people falling forward in worship and adoration and laying themselves down. But unless somebody can tell me, and I'm really interested about this, because I'm not trying to do this to be a jerk or condescending. Like, I'm being honest. If anybody can tell me an example of what we would say you pray for them, and they fall out in the Scripture. Wow. I, I really can't find it. I don't I don't know of any instance. So, I mean, of course, I've never looked it up as well. as I mean, maybe that in the Scripture, yes, but as far as when did that start? Yeah, yeah. when did that term? I don't really know out? when it per se started, the starting date. It, I mean, it, it, it was exacerbated during the, you know, 
charismatic in the Pentecostal movements, which I'm, you know, I'm Pentecostal root, so don't think I'm talking bad about whatsoever. But for me, I see what it has become in a lot of churches where pastors want to push people down. I'm actually not concerned about you being pushed down. I'm concerned about you getting up. Like I, I need, I, as a pastor, I don't want you to fall down and just sit there. I want you to get up and do something. Like let's go, let's go, let's go and preach. Let's go and do it. And I do understand the concept of being overwhelmed. I've been overwhelmed where I've hit my knees or I fell on my face and wept before. Yeah. And I've been overwhelmed. But I've also seen people who fall out in the altars, cross their legs, put their arms behind their head, and just take a nap. <laughs> and that's not what it is like. Yeah. And that's what we've made it. And we've made the we've made the pinnacle of the experience like in that in this area, fall on the floor, get knocked out. But whenever I see somebody fall on the ground in the New Testament, Jesus picked it back up and said, Go. Wow. And yeah. that's true. Um <laughs> And there's a difference in falling back. Like, like honestly, falling back to me seems like you've been like defeated or something. Like when you fall forward in praise and adoration, it's an act of surrender. Yeah. You're just surrendering to the Lord. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to say people really don't do it. I I don't know a scriptural precedence for it. And what I have seen is it made a mockery of a lot. And I feel like people just fall back because they want to. And I'm just gonna be honest with you. But if I'm in a meeting somewhere and somebody prays for me and they're pushing me to fall down, the old me probably push you back. Now, well, to be honest with you on something like that, if you feel the people pushing you, yeah, then their prayer over you becomes you not really thinking about their prayer. You think about, listen, I'm fighting. I'm trying to. You ain't gonna push me down because I'm not just going down just because somebody wants to push me. Yes, and if that happens. Hey, that's between the one who's doing it and not supposed to be doing it and the Lord and listen. So because we have probably felt that before, that when people have prayed for us, it felt like that their force was just trying to do something that maybe they didn't have liberty to do. Yep. Now, one listener did bring up again the Acts, I mean, the John 18, verse 6. Now he said to him, I am he. They drew back and fell to the ground. I don't think this would be what we would consider slain in the spirit because I actually think when he says, I am he, there was an authority in his voice and the soldiers were retracting. The yeah. soldiers were taken back and they they actually said they drew back, which yeah. means they took themselves back and then they're taking their back. I think it was such a quick action they fell over. Because yeah. actually, since the soldiers fell over, that was more or less the enemy working against him, correct? Yes. Okay, so yes. when we're talking about slain in the spirit. That's a believer. That's like, Yes. Yeah. You know, when I think about slain in the spirit and people being slain in the spirit, I am thinking about a believer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because I you mean, first must be born again, and then you must, you know, the Holy Spirit living so, inside of you. You know, in that instance there, I believe that was him pushing back the enemy. Mm-hmm. Just as we, I believe that was a more or less a showing of how us having the authority in us that he has. To how push we can back push the enemy. Back the enemy. Yep, because I, I don't think the I am can say I am he with the authority and the authorship of who he is and the beginning, the Alpha and the Omega, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in the garden yeah. say, I am he. There had to be some juice on that. There had to be some anointing on that. <laughs> but I mean, the Lord works in different ways in each and every one of us. Okay. Yes. Sure. I do believe there that, will be right. different. Right. Well, we will have different experiences. <laughs> yeah. We might feel something different. We might fall maybe in a different way, but generally speaking, I think we've covered yeah. the truth on this but i mean <laughs> but what i'm saying is listen 
if somebody says they get slain spirit, the Lord just, you know, lays them down and they get up radically changed and they go out like, hey, I'm not going to question it. No, I'm not trying to you question know, because, it. You know, and I believe with all due respect, and that's what we're saying. But now if you do these things, but I believe there's been times that we know if we're honest with each other, people are probably fell out when really they just thought, all right. If this is real, I want it. I'm just going to see what I'm happens. Just going to do and, it, and then yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, it doesn't take someone laying a hand on you to be. Well, it shouldn't take a hand laying on, on you to to cause you to surrender in the presence yeah. of the Lord. Like honestly, I would question it more if it's someone going around to people just pushing them back rather than them just standing by themselves worshiping the Lord, and then something happens. Like At at that point, it's just between you and the Lord. Mm -hmm. But if there's somebody going around pushing everybody, like... Yeah. See, for me, I was like, um, when we was here, Brother Lance came and preached here that Sunday morning last month. Yeah. Um, It was, I mean, the glory of God was real in the house. Like, it was real. Um, And then he, towards the end there, he asked for the leadership team to come up there and pray. So... I don't even really remember who had their arms around me. Like, nobody was laying hands on anybody. We just kind of joined together. But I remember being so overwhelmed and weeping so hard and the presence of God being so good. I remember just falling to my knees right there. And I don't really remember what else happened after that. Like, I remember like I remember getting up, and there's a bunch of people around me praying. Like, not praying for me. They're praying on their own. And I remember Heather's not on the piano no more. Clayton is. I don't know none of this. Like, I have no really cognitive understanding of exactly how it happened. I remember hearing Jacob Swift pray to me, crying with me. And I remember somebody else. I think I remember Hannah hearing her pray one time. But there was a lot of stuff going on, and I don't remember it. So for me, that was being overwhelmed by the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Did I fall back? No. Was I just silent? Like, no. I mean... So I think this thing, I want to take it out of the box of it just got to look like this. And we're yeah. going down the line and just pushing people over. And I mean, at the end of the day, I think Jesus wants to get up a lot more than he wants us to fall down. And that's kind of my heartbeat is now if the falling out and the being overwhelmed empowers you to get up and go, do it. I just think we have to put an end to this non, this to me, I'm going to use a word very carefully. I want to say the word mockery, but I actually want to use a stronger word. It's almost blasphemous to try to play the Holy Ghost and push people down and make a mockery of it. Um, yeah. And so... No, I I mean, I can totally agree with you there, brother. Because, I mean, so many times people, that's what they've done. They've made a mockery. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I believe there's some people that have made mockeries of it that even... To be honest with you, they go to church and are still doing it. And there's never no change within them because it's almost like, you know, listen, the true spirit's not really going to bear on them because all they're ever going to do is make a mockery of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I know you got to go to break or whatever, but you open up. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Yeah. These, I know but it. even when the Lord turned them over to a reprobate mind, you know what I'm saying, of where they're never really hearing no more. Yeah, I'm gonna be exactly. honest. I'm afraid to mess with that. Like, <laughs> I'm genuinely afraid, like a fear of the Lord of yeah. playing Holy Ghost. Right. Like that scares me. Like not a scaring of like I'm living in fear, but like a reverence. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just it's serious. 
it's serious. But I mean, like I said, I've seen several that um, that demonstrably does some of these things, and you know, are, and are genuine people. And I'm never going to question it. You know what I'm saying? But still, yet we, as a believer, you better know it's the Lord telling you to do something, or show yourself in one way, and before you actually do that. So, anyway. yeah, and I'm. I don't want to take away from real encounters people's had. No, no way. Not at all. No way. But I also think we do have to put a stop to the nonsense. Yep. Because the nonsense hurts the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it puts bad fruit in there. And, I mean, I've seen some ridiculous things happen in the church. Yeah. And I think it... Even in our own sometimes. Yes. In my own life, yeah. I sometimes... Yeah. But, you know, I think it grieves the spirit. Yeah. I really do think it grieves the spirit. And... What, what, I know we got to go break, but where's the edification in starting down the role of people praying for them? You never pray for them. You never counsel them. You never encourage them. There's no ever prophecy. We just walk up to them, push their forehead, and they go down. Yeah. To me, there's no edification in that. There's no, unless the Spirit of God really takes them down. But I've watched this sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, push them down, push them down, push them down. And, it seems sometimes chaotic. It seems out of order. And anytime there's chaos and out of order, God's not in it. Right. Amen. Amen. Because God's not a God of chaos. So it's like Hannah said Sunday night, we started out with, like, it was a spontaneous, off the cuff, let's just come together at six and worship. And because we felt like there was something significant about being in the house, because I know we're praying into this, yeah. the, the crusade and praying all that, and it's going to happen here. So we felt there's significance behind that. But also, we just want to get together and worship. There was no there was no intent of... No agenda. Yeah, it was just, there was no specific kind of service. There was no yeah. preaching going to... There's some testimonies and quick words and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it was just worship. There was no song list. There was nothing. It was just, let's just go in there and flow with the Holy Spirit. And there was order like there was it flowed it was completely good and you know there was a moment where you know it's just the music stopped and the voices were just ringing and filling the whole sanctuary there's 30 or 40 of us there probably uh maybe not even that i don't know but it was so it sounded full in the sanctuary because there was such an outcry of worship and there was such an exuberance of hearts and desire and saying let's just worship the lord um but nobody was pushing anybody there's nobody, there was no one hit wonder. There was no man of power for the hour. It was just the beauty of God pouring himself out. Amen. And there, and that's what I think we need more anything. Come on. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's one thing I always love. And I'm not, I know like one thing I always loved and respect out of brother Lance is even though he, he'll be preaching the crusade and all that, um, he's not trying to make it about him. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's about, just serving and doing what God has called us to do. And, you know, I'm not trying to say that people are not slain in the spirit. And if you ever fall back, it's not right. Come on. What I'm saying is let's do this thing the right way because the right way will produce the best results. And if you fall over and, and I think people have legit, I think I have fall fell over under the power of God a hundred percent. But I think I've also been pushed down and lay there in the floor trying to figure out if it's time for me to get up yet. Is it too quick? Or is it that or that? Because we get caught up. And I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. I don't want that in anybody else's life. And um, there's been times that I prayed for people and pretty much told the people to get back up. 
and looked at him and said, hey, we're not doing this tonight. Like, we're not just falling on the floor for the sake of fun. I think the Lord has something for you, and it's more than falling on the floor at this moment. Like, let's go. Amen. Um, but then there's sometimes I think the Lord will, like you did the altar to me that one morning, I just wept. There was nothing else I could do. There. I just wept yep. under the power of God. That's so. It. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back here after the break with Josh's Manna on Monday here on the Tuesday morning edition of Mornings of Box 2 Radio. We'll be right back here after the break. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. 1 Peter 2.24 Box 2 Radio Network Alrighty, we are back here on Runs of Box 2 Radio. Been having a great, great morning so far. Answer some Bible questions Again, with the slain in the spirit question, I just want to reiterate this. We are not trying to take away the encounters that you have had in your life. We're not trying to disprove them at all. Um, What we're trying to do is saying that what slain in the spirit should be is an overwhelming of his presence. It may not look the like same for everybody, but the one thing we can all come to agreement on is that we should not be falling on the floor just forsaken for the sake of falling on the floor and no one should ever push you to the floor and you should never push anybody to the floor because the pinnacle of this thing is not about falling down. It's about getting up and going. Um, The, the church says, come the gospel says, go the church says, come the gospel says, go. And we should be goers, not just doers. We should be goers too. I like it. How's that? It's awesome. I love it. (laughs) All right. All right. Like uh, that thing that I've been, I've seen a few months ago that just sticks in my heart. It just, uh, you, said, you said that. It says, religion says do, Jesus says done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, that's what, it, and I mean, it's just been, been on me, you know, that, that's for real. That's what it is. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate that so much. <clears throat> All right, Josh, you ready for, you want to start out with to yesterday's? And then if yeah. we got time, we can no, do last week's too. I got to start out with yesterday's. I like I mean, yesterday's. Man, but I tell you what, dude, you got it printed out for me here. And, but I got a question. What? It looks bigger letters than them other letters. Did you think, well, I got to make it bigger for Josh or what? <laughs> well, not necessarily. I was. <laughs> I'm teasing, brother. You're still old boy. <laughs> That's right. I'm still an old boy, right? <laughs> hey, All I right. appreciate it. I don't have good options. <laughs> <laughs> I was no. doing it for Hannah. That's it. That's it. That's right. So, anyway, First John 1 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. So, question, are you walking in the light? Walking in the light brings fellowship among the brethren. The blood of Jesus allows us and demands us to continually walk in the light. There are too many of us that fellowship with darkness and try to blend in with our surroundings instead of shining his light in those surroundings. Fellowship is a pretty big deal, according to John. We know that the body of Christ will shine his light, and the blood of Christ cleanseth us from all sin. There are many in this land today that have not been cleansed from all sin 
because we won't let go of every bit of it. So this verse is telling me if we aren't cleansed from all sin, then it'll be hard for us to fellowship with light. Because what does light do? It exposes darkness. Mm -hmm. I proclaim that this will be the day that we continue to expose darkness by doing what? Fellowshipping with light. Who is the light? Jesus is the light. And we are part of that light. So be strong, stay strong, and we strong. So, I mean, I just, um, uh, I'm under the impression of light and darkness being total opposites of one another. Mm -hmm. So as we were saying, I mean, I don't know why I'm bringing this back up. But when we go to, like, uh, Jason Miller used to tease me about going to the fair and all mm -hmm. that darkness. And, well be the light mm -hmm. be the light go to those places be the light yeah. Yeah. now if you're i'm reminded of what i used to tell my mom and dad too about when i was growing up a teenager or whatever i would want to go to some of the other places that people were going to i wanted to go to this friend's house but like whoa 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 i mean growing up you know that there's certain houses i mean we try to not really talk about it but there's certain houses really for whatever reason, you don't allow your your kids to actually, I guess, quote unquote, dwell there for a long time mm -hmm. because of what activities you know sure. could be there. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. so many times, how many as children, and I don't know if you ever done this or not. If you ever told your mom or your dad, you said, "Well, I want to go there to be the light." I want to go there to shine. Or I remember telling my mom that before. Mom and dad, no. I mean, I know, may not, but I got to I gotta show them the light. I got to be the person that's going to be different. You know, mm -hmm. but then again, you go there and what happens? You're the only one that wants to do right. And you're surrounded by 40, 50 people that's doing things you probably shouldn't do. And therefore, what happens is not that you didn't want to be the light, but you your light gets overshadowed by all the darkness. Yeah. So now what do we want to do? We want to be in a place that just shines light. Yeah. We want to be in these worship nights you guys been having. We want to be in a place of worship. People say all the time, well, Lord, y'all go to church all the time. But where else would you want to be? Mm -hmm. With brethren that does what? Shines light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because somebody that shines light, hey, I want to be the light too. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. You know, I, I'm immediately go to Ephesians five. Go for it. But can I read a couple I mean, of scriptures? Yes, before I get to, yes. If you go back to Ephesians four twenty nine, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from among you. Along with all malice, be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgave you. So there we go. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Now remember, there was no verses and chapters in the these originally. I know. So once he says that, he says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now he lists all these start to what would be considered darkness acts of darkness or or things like no filthiness no crude joking um nothing like be sure this that everyone who's sexual more impure or who covetous they'd have no inheritance in the kingdom of god but he goes on now verse seven therefore do not be partners with them yeah so i'm reading from the esv don't be partners with the works of darkness for at one time you were darkness 
So we were darkness at one time. Come on. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. And then he says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead, what? Expose them. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amen. We were darkness. We were. But now we're light. That's right. And yeah. now instead of being the darkness, we're going to expose the darkness. Amen. Yeah. And we actually talked about this last night. Like, um, And I think even like when you were... Now, when you've grown in Christ, you're not on the milk anymore. You're eating the meat. You're going deeper with the Lord. Um, The Lord can use you. Like, you're stronger in going to that darkness and being the light. You're stronger in not getting sucked back in with that darkness. When we get a more firm foundation and we're deeper rooted, our roots keep getting deeper with Christ. Then when we go back to to that community. Amen. And whether the Lord's having us, you know, be around the old dark community community that we used to be around, now we can actually shine bright and not let our light be dimmed because we have a foundation in Christ that we didn't have before. We exactly did. Um, and so we talked about that, like being a newer Christian. If you're new into this thing, I mean, it's probably not wise to be... I mean, we're told here that we shouldn't fellowship with darkness anyway. That's it. But it's probably not wise to be going in ready to tackle hell with a squirt gun when we haven't got our roots deep yet and we're just now overcoming some of those sins ourselves. Yeah. But once we keep continuing to get deeper rooted, once we um, we have the Lord has given us this experience and we have a better grasp on the Word of God that we can, it's hidden in our heart and we can share that with people, then we're able to go to the darkness and truly be effective in shining that light. Amen. Amen. I mean, so we, we're saying here today that, you know, all of us, these things, mm-hmm. you got to be where, you got to know where to go and know where to be. Like I've yep. been saying for the last several months, hey, I want you to grow, then I want you to go. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, too many people, as you were saying, they're going before they're even growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so with doing it that way is a way that we know is not scriptural. Mm-hmm. And we know that we must grow before we go. We so. should be a grower before we are a goer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well. <laughs> Man, How about that? You, that's awesome, man. I Be a grower it. before we become a goer. I don't even know goer is a good grammar word, but it I'm is using for us. It. Hey, you got it. It's it, just getting gooder and gooder. <laughs> it reminds me of something Megan Fortner said. Yeah. One of her phrases that she, you know, taught at the women's conference, but she says it. She said it on the radio too. To show up, grow up, and then glow up. Yeah. Show up, grow up, glow up. I remember, yeah, I remember y'all And the showing about that. up is really well we have to show up at our, in our prayer closet we have yep. to show up in our secret place with the lord yep. we have to show up in his presence we also have to show up in the body of christ with I gathering not forsaking the I assembly we have to show up in community so we can be strengthened and sharpened and all that and then after we're showing up we're event- we're going to have to grow mm-hmm. yeah. the growing is just a automatic result that's of just that what happens. So yep. the growing will happen, and then the glowing will start to happen. And once the glowing starts happening, that's when we're able to go. That's yep. it. That's yep. It. Yep. Wow. That's Love amazing. it. Love it. Well, we're going to be out of time here in just a few minutes today. Yeah. I want to get these um, announcements back out today yes. um, so we can have everybody on the same page. Yep. Uh, 
Grayson County Fair is going on this week, so go glow up there. <laughs> um, you know, go, bring your glow worms, yeah. and your uh, glow no. sticks. No, I get it. The fair's got some things that you know. There's always questionable things taking place. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the body of Christ should not run away from things. We should walk right into it and expose the works of darkness. Um, but I mean, I'm going for the corn dogs and the. I'm going for the corn dogs and the funnel cake and the fresh squeezed lemonade. Um, and I'm going to witness. I'm going to be a witness to all the earth. Um, <laughs> no, but we do have our part two of the deliverance teaching tomorrow night here at Bethel. If anybody wants to come out, if you I don't have a home church. I heard some great things about that, brother. I well, really appreciate that. I heard some great things about that. I just want to, I'm just trying to follow the word. And yeah. um, I don't have an, a, I don't have an agenda to, to do anything other than teach the word awesome, on this. Though. That's my heartbeat. And so we're going to do part two tomorrow night at Bethel at 630. If you want to come out and participate, September the 4th, that is this coming Monday, 12 o'clock noon, high noon. We'll have the Rough River Youth Ranch um, Labor Day. We're not doing a trail ride. We're just doing a cookout. We're going to do that at 12, so you can get there a little bit earlier if you want, 11 or so. And we're just going to fellowship and hang out. Harvest Now Crusade, September 10th, 11th, and 12th, right around the corner. 6 o'clock that Sunday, 7 o'clock the other two nights. Camp meeting over at Horse Cave, Kentucky. Pastor Dwayne Kidd setting the captives free. That's going to be 6 o'clock nightly there. For more information and more details, you can go to our app, and it has all the event details there. And then the Fall Sherathons right around the corner, September 27th, 28th, and 29th. This one is going to be called Gathering the Harvest Together. We're going to gather the harvest and see the greatest harvest ever the earth has ever seen. Amen. Amen. Now, also, Amen. remember uh, remember Wilson Home. They're going to be under the tent again this, uh, yes. this Saturday night and Sunday yes. morning. So. Amen. And we'll leave you with this quote of the day. As long as we are content to live without revival, we will. Come on now. 30-second closing. Amen. I just, yeah, any great, man. So we just need to live it. Walk in the light. Be fruitful. Be, be a goer. Hey, you know, want, to, want those gifts. Amen. If we're so. a goer, or just get gooder and gooder. <laughs> be a shower, show, shower, a grower, a glower, and a goer. <laughs> no, man, say that five times real fast, right? Nope. All right, show, there's your homework. <laughs> show, show, grow, glow, go. Yep. I like it, Anna. Amen. Thank you so Amen. much. Well, we love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time, here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. On the Box 2 Radio Network. <laughs>